Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Hello, hello, and welcome to this Behind the Business episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. I'm Emma Louise, and one of the reasons I'm very excited about today's guest is because I get to highlight a product-based business. And this doesn't happen very often. Obviously, all of my clients are service-based, but I know that there are a lot of you out there who have product-based businesses. So I'm really thrilled to be able to offer you something. But also, I know that the insights that today's guest is going to share with building a business from scratch to where it is now as an introvert are going to be relative whatever type of a business you are in. So today's guest, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. And please introduce yourself and tell my Hi. audience all about you. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. My name is Tuhian Lee. I am the CEO and founder of a company called Bogen that I founded back in 2015. And we focus on serving new moms, breastfeeding women. And I I created a, a product out of my own personal need and what I found was also needed in the market. And since then, just continued to grow and scale the business and the offering, eventually grew it into a seven figure business. So I've been at it ever since. And hardcore introvert. <laughs> I am, you know, it's really interesting. I, when I was younger, I would have never considered myself an introvert, but I feel like as I get older, it's interesting. I feel like I have to spend more time with myself to recharge myself before I like get come out of like into, into a bigger audience. And then afterwards I'm exhausted. I like, I need to, <laughs> I need to sit <laughs> silence for a while and recharge. And I, and I was really surprising because in the beginning and when it maybe was like in my twenties, I never would have described myself as that, but I am, but that's like my reality now. I don't know why. I, just the shift that happened as I got older, I guess. I don't know if we're a bit more accepting of ourselves as we get older or when we're younger, we kind of go with social norms of like, mm-hmm. oh, everyone's going to the bar or, you know, this is the thing to do. And I would never have put myself in that category. And a lot of my friends that I've known for a long time were like, you're not an introvert. I really am because like you say, when I've been around people, it's just that need to kind of shut off and and have quiet time. How does that go with having kids? Yeah, that's, that, that uh, can be a challenge sometimes. Sometimes I, mommy just wants silence. So they know what I want for my birthday or mother's day is peace and quiet. And I would just love that. And to be alone, <laughs> just a quiet time, but <laughs> yeah. So silence. I, yeah. So I always, I always say like, I'm not sure if I'm an, an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert as I get older. Uh, maybe you're right. Like as I'm also like more aware of my energy and my energy flow and who I want to be around and the things I want to have in my circle. So maybe when I was like in my twenties, I wasn't, I just thought 
Like I needed to be in the scene and around a bunch of people, but now I choose that. I don't need that. You know what I mean? So I think I'm just becoming more in tune with myself, with what my own energy, my own energy needs. I love that. And I know like when we've chatted before recording, you know, when we've been in touch about you being a guest, like a lot of the mindset challenges that you face with building the business were so, so similar to my own and to, you know, a lot of my audience and clients. So I think that there's definitely an, an introvert kinship there where I know people are going to be listening along and, and nodding along. So I would love to know, you literally created a product out of thin air because you needed it yourself, which I absolutely adore. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Yes. So the product I created, actually my husband helped me create is called a breast pump cushion. And at the time, right after I had my daughter, I just really struggled with breastfeeding and pumping. And I got really like plugged into the mom groups because they're pretty active on Facebook just to understand what other moms are doing. What am I missing? And just to get that community support. And there was really no like solution, just like, oh, you'll get used to it type of thing. I was like, why do women have to get used to it? Like, why do we just have to suffer in pain through this stuff that almost all women have to do? So then I was talking to my husband about it. I'm like, do you think like we can build a, build something to, to solve this problem? Because it seems like there's enough people who have this issue and want, want a solution for it. So we're like, okay, let's give it a try. And we created over 40 prototypes of which some of the wow. moms that I connected with on these Facebook, Facebook groups, a lot of them were very supportive. They're like, wow, this is a mom just like us, but she's actually like trying to build something and create something to help us through our like breastfeeding journey. So yeah, I'll help. So it wasn't that hard to find a group of women who would like be willing to test out a product that we didn't know if it would work or not. And we tried 40 different prototypes. I trusted most of them. And we eventually like did a Kickstarter campaign to raise, which is a crowdfunding campaign to raise enough money. We raised a little over $25,000 just to go into production. So I was like, I don't know, should we build it? If we do a Kickstarter campaign and we meet our goal, that means we'll go and actually create it. If we don't meet our goal, then there's not enough demand for it. And I mean, luckily we made, we reached the goal, we went into production and then launched our, our flagship product, the Bojan breast pump cushions. Amazing. And you had no entrepreneurial background before no. this, am I right? Correct. So I was a finance person. I had studied finance in college and my master's and went to work in banks. I worked in like Hong Kong and New York City. That's, we were living that like high life, that finance high life in big cities. So no, not entrepreneurship was just never a thing, but just my mindset and just my life changed once I had my daughter. It's like, I don't want to go back and work that nine to five and be stressed and never see my daughter and like be in that, that type of grind. So not saying that entrepreneurship is easier. So the different, <laughs> it's a, it's another path that's difficult in different ways. Yeah, I, I totally feel that and and with the mindset aspect. But as you say, it enabled you to have the life that you wanted rather than, you know, grind in nine to five. So I think a lot of us, because we see those benefits from it, we are able to work through the, the other stuff that kind of feels icky. Yeah, but and also when you are doing something that you enjoy and then you can actually see how it helps other people. Like I 
I got feedback from our customers that say like, oh my gosh, this helped me to save my breastfeeding journey or this really helped me. I was able to reach my goals. Like that's direct feedback from the people's lives you're impacting. That's what gets you through like the tough days or the stressful days or when, when you're thinking like, oh, should I quit? You know, like, and you're getting this positive information that you're actually impacting people's lives. Like, oh, I think I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Like if I can impact one person, that's, then it's worth it. So whereas in, when I was working in a big bank, I had no idea if what I was doing was impacting anything. I was just one person out of thousands. So it's just different, you know, different challenges. But I think the big thing for me is that I enjoyed what I'm doing now. I definitely enjoy it. Even it's hard, but I enjoy it. <laughs> so what kind of what came up for you with entrepreneurship in terms of obviously, you know, you did this like crowdfunding and this big campaign that you were in touch with people getting feedback. You had to learn all about marketing and sales and, and all of this stuff. Like were there, what were the points that you were like, man, this is really hard. Yeah. There was a couple inflection points, like trying to grow the business. And I'd, I'd spoken to different experts and coaches. I'm like, I don't get it. Why is it that I can't get to whatever the next level is? Like, why can't I get into the seven figures? What is it that I'm missing? What strategy am I missing? And that's when I was really starting to get introduced to mindset. It's like usually the difference between going from, you know, five to six figures, it's like you learning the skills to do it all yourself. And then like, just learning, I think starting to build a team and then going from multiple six to seven is really a shift in your mindset. So I'm like, okay, what am I missing in the mindset? You know? So that's when I really started like learning about mindset, what mindset meant, doing the inner work, understanding my own limiting beliefs, realizing I had limiting beliefs. I didn't even know that I had stories I was telling myself that was lim limiting myself. So just even getting exposed to that. So that's when my journey started and like just being exposed and becoming aware and learning about these things and then starting to address the actual limiting beliefs that I had around myself, which inadvertently might've held my business back. So doing that kind of work. So that is another challenge, different challenge, continually working on it, but at least now I'm, it's like, I'm aware that this is there and that I should be continually working on it. It's so important, isn't it? And it's such a balance, I think, between the two. And quite often, you know, clients come to work with me and they're like, I need more strategy. I need more strategy. And actually what they need is mindset support. And likewise, there are some people that are like, oh, I've just, I've got all these mindset blocks and I just need to work through them. And, and we look at their strategy and there really isn't much in place. And it's like, well, you can do all of the mindset work in the world. But if you don't have the strategy and you're not, you know, consistently marketing and consistently selling, you're not going to build the business. But the same way, like you say, you can just be going through the motions and putting all of that in place. But if your mindset is holding you back without you even realizing, it's going to be very, very difficult to move up that next level. Mm -hmm. It's definitely, there's definitely like uh, a, a balance of both. You do, you definitely still need the strategy, but you also need the foundation of the mindset you don't need, you can't, it'd be very difficult just to do all of just one, right? You could do yeah. all the strategies, but you'd still be freaked out. You could still stress yourself. You could still burn out. And then what good is that to run a business that you just, that burns you out, right? Then, then you just have to kind of refocus. Like, why exactly am I doing what I'm doing? Is this for burnout or is this for something else? And like you said, 
you know, having good mindset is great, but you also need to understand how the business works too. So it's like definitely a balance of like both. Yeah. And with growing a product-based business, as you said, you had this one product, you put that into production, you got great feedback, but then you have gone on and grown and diversified from there. Has it been very linear or would you say there are definite like peaks where you've, you know, had massive growth and then it's maybe, so you know, slowed down for a bit and then you launched something else. So the energy's a little bit more erratic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wish it was linear. But (laughs) I wish I wish it would grow like at like an exponential rate each year. But no, for me, it took close to three years for me just to keep working at it before I even started getting any traction. Before I even started paying myself. So think about that. I didn't pay myself for three years, and kind of for three years going, I feel like I am making impact and that this is working, but I'm just not seeing the results yet. And for three years of me just still showing up showing up on social media, on email marketing and putting myself out there as far as like doing collaborations and meeting other business owners and seeing how we could work together and like not really getting the sales and traction that I wanted. But something happened. I think after a while, you just create enough momentum that things start to stick and that starts to work. And then all of a sudden I noticed my sales were like increasing, like the, the monthly sales were like doubling each month. Like, oh my gosh, something's happening. Maybe I need to like really, really focus on this. Cause at the time for those three years, it was pretty much me working on everything. So then I was like, okay, maybe I need to actually like hire a team. I need to put in customer service. I should bring on like a, you know, an integrator person hiring marketing. And that's when I started hiring and hiring people and vendors to actually build the business. I love it. I I just love the way you said, and I was like, my heart melted when you said it. You're like, I'm, I was doing this for three years. I'm not paying myself and I'm not seeing the results yet. And mm-hmm. that is the thing, isn't it? Because if you'd have thought I'm not seeing results, that's when people quit. That's when they give up. But when we have that belief that I'm not seeing the results yet, but I know they come in, I know I'm doing all the right things, but it's just not quite there. And then we get this compound effect. Like every action that you took in that time, every connection that you made or every piece of content you put out or every email builds and builds and builds, you know, just you from finance background, like compound interest. Right. And then we hit this critical mass and it's like, now it's working. Yeah. Yeah. So for three years, it's just like, I just had like my intuition that tell me that I was doing the right thing. And that's all the, there was no like KPI or metric that was indicating like, yeah, "Yeah, keep going. It's like, I just feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and the I'm, I shouldn't be like closing it down. I shouldn't quit. Like, I feel like this is what I need to do. And for three years, I just kind of like relied on that. Well, it's a good thing, I guess. Like eventually, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it worked. Your intuition. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it was challenging during the times I did doubt myself during that period. Sometimes, I mean, I still doubt myself now, which is when I have to go back into the mindset work, like, and really question myself, like, what, what does that mean? And all of that. So, but a lot of perseverance. Uh, How did it feel hiring a team after doing everything on your own for so long? And mm-hmm. a business which literally was like your baby because you had, you know, bought it up and, des- you know, co-designed the product and all that. How did it feel to suddenly start outsourcing those things that you had done all of them? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really have a problem with starting to outsource because I knew that I wanted really smart people around me and smarter. I wanted 
people who are smarter than me at what they do. Cause I'm, I would, I'm like the generalist. I did a little bit of everything. I want people who would like know a lot about that one thing around me to tell me like, oh yeah, like you can do this to make it better. Like, great. I want your ideas, but that's me. I'm like, a, a, I'm very open to that. Like I am very like, uh, okay with not being the smartest person in the room and being okay to, and humble to like learn from others and, and collaborate. And with our ideas, we synergize synergy to like create something even better. And I think that's a really, that is a successful formula to building something together. It gives them accountability too. And it gives them ownership of what they're doing that makes them want to do a good job at what they do. It's not just because like they're listening to my directions because they're the one that came up with the idea to help make it better. And then they could see the results. So yeah, I think I'd say one of my superpowers is building like a cohesive team. I don't know. I just was always able to do that. I rely a lot on my intuition by feeling people out. And I, I like to hire based on culture fit and energy versus complete skill. Cause I feel like skill is something that can be learned. It's very difficult to teach culture and, and vibe. Like you, it's an yeah. intuition. How do you teach somebody to vibe with you? You can't. So, but you can always teach somebody like how to do email marketing you know, <laughs> that's a skill and like having a can do attitude. Like, I don't know the answers, but I'm a figure it out. And I'm, I'm a figure it out type of person. Like that's the type of person I want on my team. And then it ends up when it creates a fun environment. And then it like, you know, bounce that, that energy like bounces off of other people. And so everybody's like, oh yeah, I have this idea. It, it's an email marketing, even though I'm in like customer service, but I feel like this could work. Like, yeah, share the ideas. We love it. So I, and I like the sorry. same environment. No, go ahead. <laughs> I think that that's just so important to create that environment where people feel safe to mm-hmm. like voice an idea or give something innovative because, yeah, maybe it's not their department or it's not their zone of genius, but they're within that team. They're feeling that energy and things are going backwards and forwards. And they could bring you something that you go, wow, like why haven't we thought of this before? Exactly, because I don't feel like I should or have the ability to come up with all the ideas. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's, that's why I have the team, right? We can come up with ideas together. So where is the business now from that one product idea back in 2015? What does it look like now? So, you know, thankfully we were able to grow and scale it into seven figures. We've, we've pretty much our, our flagship product is still our main, uh, product for Bogen, but now we are developing an online community called the Momiverse. And the community is for moms in general, self-care and wellness. So we're talking about physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. So in my my time in working with Bojan for the past seven years, we're speaking with the moms. And through that new mom journey, there's a lot of emotional support that they need beyond and deeper than just breastfeeding. So this is what we've experienced when we're working with our moms. And now it's like, well, how about we expand our offering and build this community called the Mamaverse to actually allow moms to get the support that they need, get the wellness, the self-care, allow themselves to take care of themselves, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually and learn the different skills or have the accountability that they need or find the community of women who want to do the same thing. But I feel like women and moms are like at the core of a family unit. 
So if the mom's not feeling good, how can kids, babies, partners feel good? And then when they go to work and school, how do they feel good around their peers when at home they're not feeling good, right? So so that's kind of like the genesis of building the Momiverse, so, which is part of Bojan. But uh, so that's that's the new project. What I love and I think is really permission given for anyone listening, we can often think that we have to get everything right first time. A lot of my audience have come from jobs where it wasn't good to make a mistake because I'm sure yourself working in finance, you know, you want to get things right. And I come from a background as an air traffic controller. Like you didn't just wing it and make mistakes. You you had to, hey, you had to kind of get it perfect first time. But then you talk about having like 40 different iterations before you hit on the right one. And then, you know, you're creating the Momiverse now, but it's based on everything that you have learned from day one. And it's so important, I think, to see that things build and evolve and change over time. And that's that's totally okay. We don't have to get everything perfect on day one. Right. It's almost impossible to get it. There's no way I could have thought of the Momiverse without the experience of seven years speaking with all the customers and going it through myself with Bojen. So... Yeah, but that's what innovation is. You just got to try things and learn from it. (laughs) And speaking of learn, obviously, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you for your recommendation for a book that you think would help my audience of ambitious introverts who are looking to grow and scale their business. So one of the books I was like life-changing for me is called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And it's a lot about your deeper, the deeper inner work the stories that you're telling yourself, your mindset, your belief, your core belief system, and how that impacts everything in your life from your business to your relationships with people. And it was just, it's so profound and life-changing. And Oprah's had like talked about this and had had him on her podcast. So if your audience is looking to, you know, learn more about that, I would highly recommend The Power of Now. Thank you. I think we've had one of his other books recommended early, but way, way back with a guest. But she did say it can be quite hard going. But I think she mentioned the power of now as well. I've definitely got it on my Kindle, though I haven't dived in. So thank you so much for the reminder. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Obviously, I'm going to drop everything in the show notes, your book recommendation. I'm going to put all of your social media, website, everywhere that people can connect with you and learn more about the company. So thank you so much for sharing behind the business. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.